Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. The football's back, kind of, sort of edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dusty Evely. I uh, know Steve tonight. Uh, Steve took the night off. Uh, apparently, uh, seeing us again for one week last week was too much. He needed a break from that. Uh, but with me tonight is uh, the always tremendous Sarah Kelleher. Sarah, how are you? I'm good. Uh, happy to be here. Um, you know, last week I, I, we weren't really thinking ahead and we said, oh, we're going to have nothing to talk about. Well, we were blessed with OTAs on our recording day. So we at least have a little bit of football to talk about and a little bit of football is better than nothing. So I'll take it. But how are you doing, Dusty? I'm I'm doing very good. A little bit of football is better than nothing is, is a tremendous way to just approach life in general. I feel so. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm in the same mindset. It's exciting. It felt like uh, you know it's not quite training camp, but man, for the most part, everyone was there, uh, and so we got a lot of those same reports, kind of everything coming fast and furious. And for a brief, brief moment, I felt very, very excited about football for a little bit. So uh, so it was awesome. It was, it was kind of a fun day uh, reading all those updates from everyone there who covers it, and we will get to those in a minute. Uh, we do have some other news. First up, before we get there, I guess uh, I mean the biggest news of the day: Packers signed. An undrafted free agent wide receiver, Jada Kiss Bonds. Jada Kiss Bonds, undrafted wide receiver out of Houston, 6'3, 206. Not, <laughs> if you look at his RAS guard, he's got a, a 4.86 RAS, basically good size, nothing else. He ran like a 4.640, poor agility, poor speed, all of that. But man, for a brief, brief moment, we have a wide receiver named Jada Kiss on the roster. Sarah, how do you feel about that? Yeah, Jada Kiss, Jordan Love, you, you never know. They're just going for all the, the nicknames there. Um, I'm kidding. No, that's just that's a, such a horrible joke. But hey, Steve isn't here, so I have to make up for the dad joke somehow. Um, anyways, no, I, I like you said, big guy, not much beyond that. And I think this is probably just a, a practice squad player that, you know, during OTAs and during camp, they may have him, but I don't see him ending up on the final roster. Um, but that's... It's one of those moves that it's a business move, and I don't think it's much more than that. Yeah, yeah. And the the corresponding move they released uh, tight end uh, Nick Gugamos, who I believe they picked up last year. I remember talking about him uh, yep. at some point last year when they grabbed him. So, and we basically oh. said the same thing 
yeah, about him. Yeah. yeah. He's a body. <laughs> he will be replaced eventually. And he is replaced eventually, uh, which, yeah, probably the same thing with Jada Kiss. But hey, man, uh, I'm always a big fan of, of, uh, of fun names. Uh, so we do have one more thing before we get to OTAs. There was a new rule passed yesterday in the NFL. The uh, it's a special teams rule that apparently <laughs> I don't know if this was uh, hyperbole or not. I think it was uh, Tom Pelissero said it was uni- <laughs> unanimously hated among special teams coaches. Uh, apparently, every special teams coach hates this, but it's a kickoff rule that if there's a fair catch on a kickoff, the ball is put at the 25 following that fair catch. They're going to do it on a one-year basis, kind of the same way they did uh, with reviewing pass interference or whatever that was a few years back. So kind of a trial basis, see how it goes for a year and go from there. But uh, Sarah, when you saw this, what were your initial thoughts as far as, I guess, the game as a whole and just the <laughs> Packers and one Packer specifically, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah, so uh, I'll give two answers here. First reaction was just kind of like, why? If everyone hates it, why are, are they doing it? But classic NFL, right? Second, uh, Keyshawn Nixon basically said this rule is irrelevant because he never fair catches anything. So, hey, maybe for the Packers, this won't be a big adjustment. And for other teams, it'll really throw them off. And the Packers are like, hey, we've got this special teams thing down now. We did better and we're going to keep doing better. Um, but seems like it may be a little more impactful around the league than it is in Green Bay. The special teams star seems to be just fine with this rule. Yeah, Nixon, one of the things he said was he said, I don't know what a fair catch is. Uh, I'm pretty sure he fair caught something last year, but man, there wasn't much. I think his kickoff return against uh, the Vikings was 105 yards, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, that man, he got the green light to take everything out and he just, he took everything out. So I, yeah, I don't think it's going to affect him much. Personally, I would like to see them. I hope this is a bridge to the XFL rule. I'm a big fan of the XFL rule where they kind of line up everyone at the, uh, like what, five yards away from each other, at 35, and they can't move until the kickoff. You get some good run blocking that way, kind of up front to set up the return. So I hope this is a bridge to something like that, kind of make it exciting while keeping it a little safer. But uh, this is the, this is what they're going for this year, which, I mean, they asked the floor about it and the floor basically said like, I don't like it, but you know, what are we going to do about it? So uh, <laughs> it seems like that's kind of the, the feeling around the league at the moment. All right, man, we got we got OTA updates. Like I said, most of the stuff coming from guys like Andy Herman or Rob Domovsky or Matt Schneidman or all of those guys on the ground uh, who do, I mean, we feel like we're there, uh, which is amazing because we live so far away. So we do have, I guess, the first update is there were vets. There's always vets who were not at practice. Not a very long list. Um, the quarterback was there. We all know the quarterback was there. Uh, Sarah, what were, I think it was seven guys. Uh, who, who was not there? What was the list of guys that weren't there? Yeah, so this is from our, our good buddy, Matt Schneidman. He said Packers veterans who he uh, did not spot the first open practice of voluntary OTAs was Dallin Lovett, Jari Alexander, Rasul Douglas, Jonathan Garvin, David Bakhtiari, Elgin Jenkins, Preston Smith. And then he said Eric Stokes and Rashawn Gary were at the practice but not going through the drills. Obviously, they're both rehabbing from injuries, I believe, both in week nine of last year. Um, and then uh, Schneidman also commented that uh, Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Smith, and Levitt, they have been present for other parts of the voluntary offseason program. They just weren't there today. Um, okay. So, like you said, pretty short list, um, and none of it really too surprising. No names on that list really stick out to me as like, oh, wow, they should be there. It would have been nice yeah. if they were there. Um, so, a kind of refreshing and um from you know just a a fan and follower of the team 
also refreshing not to have everyone wondering who's showing up and talking about that and that being a conversation and more so just getting excited about the little things that we're seeing. And, you know, Dusty, you kind of talked about it earlier, like seeing football on the timeline in any capacity is just a great <laughs> feeling. And, you know, I was at work today and as you do, sometimes you just got to take a break from the computer screen and switch to the phone screen and just see what's going on <laughs> in the world. And I did that for a second. And the first thing I, I see was, oh, Jordan Love passed to, you know, Christian Watson. And I was like, holy crap, like this is a great <laughs> feeling just to see anything Packers related. Um, and yeah, so went on a little tangent there, but just shows you that I'm kind of kind of geeked out about it, even though it really is meaningless and doesn't mean much. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's very exciting. And there's like just a, a little check. I think the first thing I saw was a check down to Aaron Jones in the middle of the field. That's like, Oh baby. Oh, here we go. That's, that's all it took for me. So yeah, it's, it's exciting to see any kind of football after having no football for a while. Um, and we'll say for the guys missing, this is something we want to touch on uh, with the guys missing two of those guys being starting offensive linemen and Jenkins and Bakhtiari. I do like that. I mean, there, there's some of the questions along the offensive line. We touched on this. And so I think someone had a question for us last week as well in terms of uh, kind of how they're, what the depth was going to be like if they needed to make any moves. And at the time, like last week, we said, we don't, they don't need to make any moves, but there are, there were some questions. Is Tom going to be a starter? Are they going to move him around on the right side from the sounds of it? Were they going to have other guys move around? I think the two missing offensive linemen, they give them a chance to get, get guys some more reps out there, kind of see what they have. The first, the starting lineup for the, the offensive line was Yash Nyman at left tackle, which would have been Bakhtiari. Uh, Newman at left guard, which would have been Elton Jenkins. Uh, so so you, right there, you've got that. And then you've got Josh Myers uh, at center, running at right guard, and Zach Tom at right tackle. Apparently, Tom kind of flip-flopped between guard and tackle. And they even had, they had Sean Ryan in at center. Uh, and they asked LaFleur about it. Uh, and he said something effective. We experiment with a lot of these guys. He could be a viable candidate to take to take snaps there. He hedged his bets in a way that was like, they clearly do not want Sean Ryan to play center, but they're trying it out. And I think with missing two guys along the offensive line there, uh, I think is, is, is kind of, it's, it's a nice way to be able to experiment with, with some guys and move those pieces around in a way that maybe they wouldn't get a chance to otherwise. Um, but Sarah, anything surprise you about, about the offensive line stuff? I know, again, we kind of talked about Tom last week. Uh, and so none of that surprising, but any of the lineup there uh, kind of, say anything to you about maybe what they're thinking going into this year? Um, no, I mean, sure. It, it kind of gives you a little inclination of where they're looking. And obviously, you know, you're missing two key guys in this puzzle, but um, none of it was, was too surprising to me. I really thought this was what we were going to see if those two guys aren't in the mix. And there's probably going to be times this season that this is the offensive line because we know yeah. that, Bakhtiari and Jenkins could both be injured. They're both older guys too. So maybe, you know, they, their snaps are limited. We have no idea. Really the last couple of years have been a total toss up at times with the line. Um, so I actually think the earlier that they can get these guys working together, if this is the group and the positions they feel comfortable with the better, because there's a good chance that just with injuries and things, it really could end up being this. Yeah, especially with the Yash at left tackle and Tom at right tackle with, like I said, Bakhtiari, you want to believe is is going to be healthy this year. But man, I mean, and it really he was after he kind of came back. If it's, if it's, it was a pancreas, didn't try to explode on him. I think it was his pancreas. So I, we hope he'll be, I think it's been a fool's errand. I hope that, that Bakhtiari is going to be healthy for full season. So we're crossing our fingers. But yeah, this, this, 
I don't know. I don't like Newman at left guard. If <laughs> if something like this ended up happening, based on what we saw of him at right guard the previous year, but uh, yeah, for the most part, it it doesn't look too bad as that currently exists. Missing two starters, it could be a lot worse. I would say, knock on wood. Um, we also got we got an update on Eric Stokes's injury, uh, which I know we kind of touched on last week. And I mean, you you mentioned a little bit in terms of he was there, he was not practicing. We had not gotten a lot about it. I think we'd heard uh, foot or knee knee and ankle, I think is what we heard. Apparently, it was knee and foot. It's a Liz Frank injury. He said it was the same injury Patrick Taylor had, so he's been leaning on Patrick Taylor a lot in terms of rehab and all that stuff. He was in a wheelchair until the week after the season ended. He couldn't walk until mid-January. He just started, like, jogging again. He had a plate inserted in his, in his foot. So all things considered – Sounds pretty bad from from like kind of again, it was very uncertain in terms of what this was. So now that the details are coming out, uh, it doesn't sound great. Uh, they still don't have a timetable uh, for his return. Uh, but Sarah, just the fact that he's out there running around, I mean, that seems seems like a win somewhat. But I mean, when you heard some of the stuff about Stokes's injury uh, based on what little we knew, like what were some of your thoughts on on that? Yeah, this is terrible. Um, I can't imagine what he was going through. And you know, there was a lot of people online and fans saying, oh, he's soft. He's always injured. Yeah, uh, you'd be, quote unquote, soft, too, if the, all of these things happen to you. I mean, that is a tough thing to come back from. And um, I'm glad that, you know, he's at least starting to make some some strides in his in his comeback because, God, that just sounds like it's incredibly painful, um, you know, having – one surgery is enough, but then having foot and knee surgery is just a lot. And so I think my biggest kind of concern is just hoping that he can bounce back appropriately because he's so young and we saw that he had so much potential his rookie year um, and then, you know, into into year two. And so for this to happen so early in his career, it just, I just hope for the best, you know, as, as somebody who's rooting for these players and um, it just sucks that it happened so early in his career. The flip side to that is he's still young and he's probably the healthiest physically like mm-hmm. he'll ever be. Um, so if he can come back from it at any point in his career, it would be now. So I'm just hoping that, you know, the Packers training staff and his medical team are, are working together and that we'll see him back, not just back out on the field, but really performing at a high level uh, this season. Yeah, and I mean, with the guys they have out there, too, with, you know, Nixon taking a bigger role in the slot and then Rasul and Jair, it sounds like, you know, mainly the outside, they don't have to rush Stokes back, which is really, really good. I mean, not that, and we know, we know from history, the Packers, uh, Packers staff is very, very conservative. So I don't, I don't think they'd be rushing him back regardless, but it is nice they've got those guys in place that they have three guys that it seems like they feel comfortable with the starters. They don't feel like they need to get Stokes on that. He feels like he can take his time and they don't feel like they have to rush him either, which I think is, is, is pretty nice. For everyone. Um, before we get to, I guess, the big one, we'll touch on one other guy who was injured, another guy who was there, but also didn't do team drills. I saw that I think Andy Herman reported this was Quay Walker. They said he's walking with a noticeable limp on the sideline. Uh, they said potentially hurt during practice. No one really knows exactly what happened, but didn't do any team drills and was just kind of standing off to the side. So, uh, <laughs> Sarah, it's OTAs. Any level of concern for a man limping on the sideline right now? No. Um, you know, my, my famous quote from this podcast is it's May. Um, and I'm going to bring it back. It's May. Everything seems like it's going to be okay. You know, it'd be different if he went down and he was grabbing his knee and maybe had a torn ACL or or something like that, then yeah, that would be 
really bad. But if it seems to be pretty, you know, cautionary and that they just want to make sure, you know, no guys are, are getting beat up and keeping, keeping everybody healthy um, in the spring, then I have no concerns about that. Sarah, speaking of it's May, Jordan Love is either the best quarterback or the worst quarterback this <laughs> franchise has ever, ever seen. We we, we will judge that here and now uh, and will not change our perceptions at all going forward. So uh, we don't have everything from Love, obviously, as near as we can tell. So start, settled in near the end, had a really, really nice uh, uh, set in the low red zone, so inside the 10-yard line, three touchdowns there. But the stats, I think it was Domovsky had this, uh, finished for the day, 6 of 16, with three balls that were tipped or batted. Apparently, TJ Slayton just sent one into the rafters, just absolutely launched one of these suckers. Uh, one drop ball and one almost interception, I believe, by Devondre Campbell, who baited him down the red zone. So uh, we talked about this, Sarah, that we got to see. We obviously didn't get to see the practices. We got to see some of the throws to Christian Watson, which were awesome. Uh, some little checkdowns to Aaron Jones, which were great, but... <laughs> I know what your answer is going to be. It's May. I know, Sarah, it's May. But seeing some of the stuff about Love, did, did, I, did this change in any way how you feel about him uh, kind of going into the season? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. No, it just made me really excited. I mean, this is, you know, I wrote this down in my notes, and now that I'm 
reading it. It's another stupid joke about love and I didn't even mean it that way. But like, I think it's going to be a slow burn with him. People are going to have to really warm up to the idea that a new era has begun in Green Bay. And also I think the Packers, as we've talked about before, are going to play a pretty different offense this year. It's going to look different than it has with Aaron Rodgers, you know, the last few years and even before that. And I think they're really going to lean into the LaFleur system now. And Jordan Love is is com- probably pretty comfortable in that. So this makes me really excited. You know, this is what happens when you have a young quarterback. They struggle at times. They look like they're horrible. And then they look like they're the best player in the world. And, you know, they, they have to find a way to balance the highs and the lows and then consistently stick at that level and, and continue to elevate and elevate over, you know, many years to, to stick around in the league. And so this isn't surprising, but I think that the things that we saw that were good were really good. Um, and if, if he can continue to progress, if he can continue to be comfortable and Hey, you know, he probably was nervous as hell. There's media there. There's people watching. He knows he's QB one now, you know, he'll say as many times as he want that he's, that he wants that he's prepared for this, that he's ready for it. But at the end of the day, you're a human being and there's pressure and you're going to be nervous. So I'm sure that, that for the first, you know, 20 minutes or so, it was pretty nerve wracking and that probably affected how he played. And hey, probably the first half of the game against the Chicago Bears this fall, it's going to look like that too. But if he can bounce back, if he can capitalize on those plays, throw those darts, I know he had touchdowns to Watson, Dobbs, Torrey, mm-hmm. if he can do that, if he can find those guys, lean on you know a really strong running back group, then I think good things are going to happen for the Packers in this sort of rebuild, whatever you want to call it, phase, this this new phase, this new era. Um, and, you know, there'll be growing pains, but it really excited me because um, I liked what I saw and one step closer to football season. So I'm all for it. Yeah, not for nothing, but uh, training camp reports have always been. I mean, this is this is pre training camp, obviously, but training camp reports with Rodgers have always been like Rodgers throwing more interceptions this year. Mahomes the same way. Mahomes throwing more. And they've talked about this, not this is the exact same thing, but they've talked about this like, this is the chance where I kind of see what I can get away with. I'm testing myself a little bit in a way that I'm not going to do in games. So I can kind of see what I can get away with. So it's, it's every, it seemed like every year on training campus, Rogers throw more interceptions to get more reckless. No, he's not. He's just, he's trying something different. So you never know what's going on with love. You never know what the coaching points are during this as well. The floor also said that the OTAs are run running through were more unscripted than they have been in the past. They'd always been, kind of scripted their different sessions when they go out there and practicing. It was a little more scripted because it's so many young guys. He wanted to see how they reacted. So maybe that played into a little bit as well. They may not, not, not necessarily love that. No one's said anything but high praises for love and how kind of how he operates the huddle. But some of the other guys, he said, some of the guys were not getting in and out of huddle nearly kind of as quickly as you'd kind of anticipate. And that's what they want to know now. So, uh, so you never know how much of that played into it as well, but Man, Sarah, it is nice to just to talk about football, to <laughs> talk about actual football stuff, stuff happening on the field, OTAs or no. It's 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 very exciting. Um, but I think that gets us to the end of the OTA stuff. I don't know if there's anything else we want to touch on. Um, but we've got uh, we put out some questions. We didn't get many, but we did get good ones. Not a high quantity, but some good quality here. So, uh, Sarah, unless there's anything else you want to hit on on OTAs, let's uh, let's hit some questions, man. All righty. First question is from Ann Pfeiffer, and they want to know. So what's your reaction to the first open OTAs practice? In my opinion, we saw another proof that this, that time is a flat circle. 
i.e. at the same time last year, offense struggles while defense dominates. Dusty, thoughts? My first reaction to OTAs is that I'm really glad there's football. Um, I don't, I don't think there's any big takeaways this time of year. Like maybe, maybe you can read into that a little bit if you want to. Uh, but again, they're down two starting linemen, uh, and, and granted then the defense is also down their top two starting corners are down Rasul and Jair. And so, yeah, maybe it is that the defense and you would, you would hope that the defense is going to be a little bit ahead of the offense at this point. You also assume the offense is going to struggle a little bit, but I think for the first OTA practice, I think it's listen, we can we I, I don't even like making grand sweeping proclamations during training camp, man. So I I'm not going to I don't think I have any reactions to OTAs other than it's really cool football's back. <laughs> I'm excited football back, but I, I don't think there's uh, I'm not I'm not feeling like there's anything or like I don't this is a bad portent for how the offense is gonna is gonna go this year. I don't, I'm not not anywhere close to there. Yeah. Um Again, it's it's really early to say, I think, as far as, you know, way too early reactions is just there's a lot of excitement around the Packers this year. And, you know, this is like you said it before, Dusty, that every year people always say, oh, all the quarterbacks are throwing more interceptions. They look really bad. The defenses look so good. And then we see something completely different in the season. So it's hard to say, um, but I hope that the defense is at least a little better. That is my, um, that is my kind of wish list item is, Hey, let's not be as hyped up this year. Let's set some realistic expectations for the Packers defense so that we don't all go in and then get catfished by Joe Barry's (laughs) zone defense in week one. Um, But, um, but other than that, yeah, it's just good to see football back on the timeline. Our next question is from our good pal, Brian Hartstad. He wants to know, he says, I love how the three of you compliment each other. Thank you, Brian. In your opinion, which position group will bring the biggest surprise this year? And then food question, what is the most unique salad you have ever eaten? Uh, Yeah, I mean, the the biggest surprise this year (sighs) – it's, it's always tough. I think we always get these things and it's like, I, I think we're too deep into some of this stuff. I'm like, I, I don't know. I think anything I think would be a big surprise. Someone else is already talking glowingly about. So I have no idea. Um, I go with the wide receiver room. I know there's a lot of questions there. Uh, Christian Watson obviously was was very good last year, but he was also injured a little bit. Dobbs also injured. Uh, but then when he came back, he wasn't quite himself towards the end of the season as he was kind of in the beginning of the season at training camp and all that. You've got the young guys. I, I feel like with – I know with all the with the new tight ends coming in, there's this feeling that maybe they're going to go a little heavier, go a little more run heavy. But tight ends take a little hard, more a, a little more time to get up to speed. And wide receivers, I mean, you're you're hearing stuff already. You guys guys talk about the coaches bring up uh, Samari Toure unprompted all the time, and guy and apparently the coaching staff absolutely loves Jaden Reed. And you're hoping for uh, you know big steps from Watson and Dobbs. And I just feel like with Love's background, you know, he's been in the system for for a few years now, but his college background of a spread system, I honestly wouldn't be shocked to see them go a little more spread than they have in the past, just because that's where the talent is right now. And that means more snaps for the wide receivers and more chance for some of those guys to get some shine. So I will just say, I think the wide receiver group, you know, shocker, I'm going to, I'm going to pick an offensive skill, skill position grouping is what I'm going with. So that should surprise nobody, but I, I do feel like that they may get a little more run than, than maybe is being talked about too much right now. And then 
most unique salad. I don't know about unique because it's all it's all salad. I will say one of the most surprising ones that we got a place in town called Ramsey's. It's a Southern style cooking. And before my brother's wedding, we went there, you know, on the, on the drive up, like, a, you know, all the dudes were going and we're going to get, going to get food at Ramsey's and it was super, super hot. So I was like, I'll get a salad. I'll get something light. And so I got the Buffalo chicken salad and they legit just put a pound of Buffalo chicken on top of that. It was not the light salad I had anticipated. And apparently it was not a good decision for standing in 95 degree heat directly in the sun uh, right afterwards. So I don't know about most, uh, most unique, but that was certainly was, I think the most surprising salad I've ever had. Interesting. Um, and then for me, as far as position group, I think that the corners um, are going to be a bit of a surprise this year. Obviously, you know, we talked a little bit about Stokes already. And then we have Jarier, Rasul, Keyshawn Nixon are all pretty, you know, they're, they're legit. Um, but then there are some questions about depth beyond that. Um, so I'm, I'm curious how it plays out, but I think it'll be better than what most people um, have been chattering about online. Um, so that's my my hot take, hot prediction there. And then I don't really know if I've had any unique salads, to be honest, but my favorite salad to get at a restaurant is a tie between Chick-fil-A's Southwest salad with the avocado lime ranch. And instead of the grilled nuggets, I get the regular chicken nuggets. Um, that Sam that sandwich, that salad is amazing. And I recreate it at home a lot too. Um, and then also Longhorns has this seven pepper sirloin salad. That's absolutely amazing. So highly recommend that too. All right. Our last question is from Matt Pickett and he wants to know, do you want to go to the 2025 draft in Green Bay? Why or why not? And then food, what's your must-have food or restaurant in Green Bay? So I'll go first this time. I'd love to go to the draft in Green Bay. As soon as I saw this, I was like, I think I might need to make a trip. 2025, I can start planning now. Um, but, you know, if I had the opportunity to go, um, I love Green Bay. I love visiting. I also usually always visit in the fall. So to visit in the spring, a different time of the year, and then, you know, maybe go up to Door County or something that could be really fun um, and beautiful in the springtime. So um, definitely if I'm able to do it, if it works out with the work schedule and all that, uh, you know, it is a couple years away. So not sure what life holds for me at that point in time, but if the opportunity presents itself, I'd love to be there. And then food, must-have food or restaurant in Green Bay, honestly, just like Friday night fish fry. That's just such a thing that my dad is obsessed with growing up in Wisconsin. <laughs> and anytime we're there, we go and it's just kind of become a really fun thing. And it's also delicious, um, especially when, you know, you drive out pretty far um, and you find a place that's just a buffet of fried fish, fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, homemade desserts and everything. Um, so that has to be just a, a must have, not even Green Bay thing, just Wisconsin thing for me. Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm in the same boat with the draft. Uh, I, my, I was talking to my boss about it to, uh, about this today. He's like, do you want to go to the draft? I was like, yeah, like I like the draft. And I think probably I like the idea of going to a draft more than I would actually enjoy going to the draft. If that makes sense, because it's it's I love watching on TV, get together with with my brothers and we watch and we drink and we eat. And then they, you know, in between the picks, we we talk about, you know, who who that was. They got the highlights and all that stuff. 
at the draft, you're kind of standing in just a crowd of people and then you hear them call a name and then you wait around for 10 minutes for them to call the next name. Uh, so I feel like it, it's a different experience, but yeah, I mean, I will, I will take any opportunity to go to green Bay. I've always wanted to go to a draft, even all the stuff I just set aside uh, and to be able to, to do that in green Bay, I think would be awesome. And like you, Sarah, I've only ever been up there uh, during winter. Really? I think every green Bay game, well, no, that's that's not true. I went to one like the home opener a few years back. I, I did go to, and it was very rainy, so not the greatest experience. But pretty much every game I've been to has been in uh, November or December, so it'd be a different time of year to go there. Uh, so yeah, I, I would love to go. Um, if nothing else, just because I would like to go to the draft at least once, and going to that draft at least once in Green Bay seems like the right thing to do. So I don't know if it will work out, but man, I would love to do that. And then. Uh, must have food. Um, I'll give you two. I'll just do, we'll do go real simple here, man. We'll go butter burger at Kroll's right across the stadium. You can't go wrong with that. And then shout out to Tyler Herrick, the, the duck wings over at, um, uh, is it title town, uh, right across our hinterland, the, the duck wings at hinterland can't miss with those. So that is what I have got. Alrighty. That wraps up for questions, light bunch this week, but uh, did not lack in quality. Great questions. Um, and we're always happy to answer whatever's on your mind. So Dusty, that'll wrap it up for planned content this week. Uh, any final thoughts before we go? Yeah, I got uh, my article series over on Cheesehead TV. I'm writing uh, today. I still have to finish it up tonight. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, my call sheet series, I'm up to third and medium now, uh, which is only three plays this week. So I'm kind of getting into uh, you know, what worked last year, what I would like to see them do this coming year. I've got diagrams and clips for the plays and and stuff like that. So just kind of, I feel like every week I'm throwing it together without a whole lot of a plan, uh, but it's been a very fun series. So that'll be up on Cheesehead TV a little later today, but that's, that's all I got, man. Yeah, and I don't have anything except that Ted Lasso is the greatest show ever created, and <laughs> I'm not ready for the season finale next week. Um, and yeah, that's it. Uh, Steve, you know, hope you're back next week and that, you know, you, you got your week of distance from us. So now it'll be okay to, to rejoin the group and, and, you know, have a go. But um, as always, thank you all for listening. You can follow us at Packaday Podcast, at Dusty Eagley, at Steve Perhatch, and at Sarah Kelleher 4. We will talk to you next week. And as always, go Pack Go! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies, count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.